fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. We want to welcome you to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm Evie. And Evie, what are we looking at today? Batman. That's right. The Matt Reeves three-hour movie just came out in, was it? No, it came out in uh, yeah, April. It was a long-awaited movie. Initial thoughts? Um, at first, I thought it was long. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I've seen a movie so dark. Yeah, you kind of didn't know what was um, going to go on. Mm-hmm. It was kind of dark. Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, he lived in like a dark area. He was very lonely. Nothing really like to make him happy. He didn't really care, you know, until he met, what's her name? Vicky? Oh, Selena Kyle. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Selena right. Kyle. Yeah. It was pretty good. You hit it on the nose when it comes to his behavior. I mean, one of the things I think, I think every critic or every person who I've known who's seen it says that this Bruce Wayne is dark. Like it's very, very serious and, and there's no levity to the character. I mean, that's how he yeah. is. When you look at Batman Begins, it's it's actually Bruce Wayne. It's everything you see about Batman Begins, it's Bruce Wayne being, being the Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this one, it's Batman being Bruce Wayne. So it's a little dark but it's always humanizing the character you know yeah there's a serial killer on the loose uh, and he his first victim is is he kills the mayor of, of gotham on the end of halloween he wants he wants to tie in batman you know join him in his crime it somehow links to the the waynes there's a history there's a blood trail if you will it is very much like seven meets a zodiac killer uh, in terms of how you the aesthetics and how the killer works and it's year two of uh, Batman's work, and it's sort of like um, Travis. Uh, did Travis Bickle is that his name? I don't know. I forget his name. Right, but you know, you know, who I'm talking about from Taxi Driver. Yeah, yep. right? Travis Bickle. It's think of it as like Travis Bickle year two. If he didn't, if his ending was that he kept going, uh, it would be. Hit. I would say this is him year two. So I, I kind of thought of him as being. The year two of Travis Bickle. Lower tier villains have the fear of God of him because he could, he could be almost anywhere. Yeah. And is narrated uh, by Batman or Bruce Wayne. Uh, and we learn that he has a journal of his of his um, adventures. And uh, what you're hearing is an open narration of how he sees himself, how he views Gotham and the criminal underworld. And that is what we're getting into. Uh, how, how this distinguishes itself from every other Batman is that is is the cadence with the 89 batman the first time we see batman like really get involved with the joker he crashes through the ceiling this one he walks uh the first scene time you see him is actually on a subway uh platform saving a guy who's being mugged by a bunch of street guns he is walking towards the platform he is walking towards the villains you know there's no flash this is really grounded very cerebral and slow and he's taking his time uh a lot of, even when he's walking when he gets to the penguin we see in the trailer when he's walking uh the penguin's upside down and the flames in the background and he's walking towards the penguin you know uh yeah. it's a very beautiful shot it's a very the visual of the flames and it was raining so on, on the floor it's like it's a pool of water but how it reflects off the flames 
Um, it's just a magnificent visual look to it. You know, even the muscle car he has, it's a muscle car uh, and not, not like a tank or, or a motorcycle. It's a very bare bones um, visual look, but it, it's effective. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Reeves did a really, really good job getting that kind of thing across. You could have cut a couple, uh, some stuff from it. But I think it's to develop the character and his motivations and then where he is, vengeance at the beginning and then where he where he lands at the end um there is an arc and there is a reason behind everything you're seeing it's just maybe if you watch it twice not, not i wouldn't recommend watching it you know back to back it's just way too long six hours of your life is way way too long in one day but um it is a really good construct of the character for some reason batman just always stood out it's one of the major characters of the 20th century, and so many people connect to it on such a deep level and for so many different reasons. The first conversation I had with Matt about it, I just knew there was something radically different from anything we'd seen in Batman movies before. I felt that we'd seen lots of origin stories. We'd seen things go further and further into fantasy. And I thought, well, one place we haven't been is grounding it the way that year one does to come right in to a young Batman, not be an origin tale, but refer to his origins and shaken to his core. Right from the beginning, there's a desperation to it. He's really working out this rage. All the fights seem very personal. What's so wonderful about this world is the exploration of the gray area. Catwoman really wants to fight for those who don't have someone else to fight for them. And that's where Batman and her really connect. And, and some things that has not been done yet. You know, when you look at Batman, there's like three different archetypes. There's the Batman that you have from the Saturday morning cartoons or the Adam West cartoons, who's sort of like friendly, who, who figures everything out. Then you have like the Ben Affleck, Justice League Batman, who fights, who fights Darkseid, who fights yeah. Stephen Wolf, who fights villains who he can't really or shouldn't be fighting, you know, with weapons and gears he has. And then yeah. you have this one, a detective. And this is, this just goes back to the roots of the comic book, where it's like a detective actually figuring it out and using low tech stuff, um, uh, an arsenal to to get what he means. It's like really down, to, like. Batman has like he drives a motorcycle to get to the Batcave. He, um, he wears eye makeup on. Him. He wears the eye makeup going into a club, and then puts yeah. on the on the cowl. You know, so it's mm-hmm. really really grounded in reality. And this is one of the things that set it apart from the film. And I thought that was really really intelligent. What do you think of the Riddler uh, in this movie? Um, the Riddler. Riddler. Mm-hmm. He was all right. I would have liked to see more Riddler. You know. Who played him? Paul Dano played the role. Paul Dano, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. He played pretty good. I would have liked to see more of him, you know, okay. uh, and saying his riddles and everything. Um, it was okay. It was okay. I would have loved to see, to hear from him more, mm-hmm. you know. I would have liked to see him more trying to be funny and stuff like i would have liked to see a bit more of that uh, i know uh paul dano he, he went very method he actually put like like saran wrap around his head under the mask so he wouldn't leave dna but then he would get really really hot on set so but like if you watch carefully you would see the saran wrap sneaking out of this mask and stuff so it was interesting how he approached it um yeah it's 
the character was it was dark. I mean, the, the third half after the interrogation, like what his his master plan was at the end. At the end, I mean, I didn't see that coming, and because we're looking at it through uh, Batman's point of view, neither did he. So it was kind of an extreme. Like, where is this coming from? So that threw me off quite a bit. You know, like the first half, I'd recommend if you see the Long Halloween or if you see the Mask of Phantasm, because it's like a noir and these are animated movies. Uh, it's a good way to gauge this movie. This the references to to this movie. Let's get to the email bag. Buford, mailbag song, hit it. Letters. I get letters. So many letters. And the first one we have is from Liz Shannon. And Liz writes, what this film does achieve, however, is telling a solid new Batman story. One with some pretty good, compelling twists and a strong point of view on who exactly he, the Cape Crusader, is. By default, that makes it one of the better Batman movies ever or ever made. Next one I have is from Steven. And Steven writes, more procedural than action movie, a kind of DC Universe version of Seven. Yeah, it feels like Seven meets the Zodiac Killer, the way it was shot, you know, the yeah. feel of it. And uh, what do you have? By the end, the most fortunate realization is the utterly unnecessary plotting three hours time paired with the direction of crime drama rather than the superhero action. Rewatch value is virtually non-existent. Something rare said of the prior entry in the batman franchise that's by uh, shirley stevens you know what right. and then for my double feature i'm going to say it's gonna be the original batman the 1989 michael keaton batman i have a couple of reasons for it but what's your double feature my double feature mm -hmm. is superman actually the because 78 donner movie no, no, no. Um, he's the person I liked the most. You know, because I actually grew up with him. He fl flew around and stuff. I thought that cool as a little kid, right. and I found Batman scary. So, I found him as my favorite. When you say he, which Superman though? Like which one? You talk about the George Reeves series? Uh, the yeah, the George Reeves Reeve series. Um, okay. Christopher Reeve, actually. Oh, Christopher Reeve. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason why I, I picked the '89 Batman is because uh, I think of the because um, uh, the structure. Sorry, the structure is very similar to you know the Prince video Bat Dance. Yeah. Okay, Prince. so you know, yeah, Prince. You know, so his character. He referred to his character as Gemini because mm -hmm. he was part joker part prince right oh wow and so like but he never had a, a batman persona it was only himself and the, and the joker side whereas you would have like the dancers who were joker or batman one of the two right, right? okay but he referred to his character as gemini and then the reason why i made the coalition is that uh in in the the batman uh he refers to himself as vengeance in the beginning mm -hmm. and it's sort of mocked a bit like even catwoman calls him come on vengeance you know at one yeah person. But at the pivotal scene is uh, when his ears where I get the connection is at, in the third act when he's up on the um, the catwalk or the scaffolding when uh, Riddler is like flooding Gotham City. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you have those all these like Riddler wannabe like clones, like, and he beats up one guy and he gets unmasked. The, the guy he beats up, right? Right. And then and, and the guy says the uh, henchman says, "I'm vengeance." Mm. 
but yeah. yet he's dressed up as the Riddler. So you have a duality. You have a character who believes in what Batman is doing as a symbol of of what he is, but he's going it through the means of being the Joe of being the Riddler. So you have again, you have that duality. So yeah. that is what the the duality of what the Prince's character Gemini was. He was no, the cool. light in the dark, the yin and the yang. You know, so mm. so that's where I got the um, the connection from. Get the connect. Okay. That, that, in terms of a visual point, but the Batman 1989 is still pretty much solid to what you're seeing. But of course, this is much more advanced, uh, more right, heavier base. Cool. Okay. So, what would you give this out of ten? I would give um, maybe like a seven. Okay. I just find Batman a bit dark and not like the newest Batman. I found him a, just a bit not cool, not you know very scary oh no he's completely dark even even when he's bruce wayne he's dark he doesn't he right. has no he's no there's no um filter it's just one one mode uh and i think that i think that that was the point uh i think when uh matt reeves when he wrote this i believe he wrote this is that he um he had to learn from being vengeance or the darkness to the point where he must be a symbol of hope to the people of gotham You're right oh, okay so, so I think when we get to uh, like Batman number two or whatever it is, he's going to be a little more lighter and mm -hmm. he's not going to be so heavy and so like dark, you know, and mm -hmm. want to die all the time. So uh, that's what I, that's, that was my takeaway from watching the movie a little bit. So, okay. But like, but what you're saying is right. Like his whole portrayal through the, from point from minute one is that he's just way too like grumpy and dark and emo, emo Batman, you know, like just a little too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd give this movie uh, uh, an eight and a half. Where, like, this is a Batman in a real world. Like it's a real world setting, you know, whereas this Nolan Batman kept the character. He took Batman from a, being a, a fictional character in a fictional world into a real world, you know, mm -hmm. with real um, interactions. But this world is more realized. This is when he's driving through Gotham, through the bridges and whatever, it feels like he's actually in a cityscape. When he's driving in the highway, chasing the penguin, he's a cobblepot. He's in, he's actually interacting with traffic. So this is the first mm -hmm. time you're actually seeing a robust city, a robust town. So uh, I like that quite a bit. Cool. Uh, anything else before we call it a day? No, I don't think so. Besides that, yeah, I like Batman. Yeah. Yeah, so. I hope for, I'm hoping that when when they do a sequel, it's going to be a lot more lighter and much more like interactive and more more characters. So I look mm. forward to seeing it whenever that's going to be. Right. Cool. I am Ray. I am Evie. We will talk to you uh, next week. Take care. He wants to inflict his kind of justice. He's just compelled to do it. There is no other option. I didn't want to do an origin tale because I felt that we had seen the origin tale done more than once. I wanted him to not have figured out how to be Batman yet. And I wanted to make him the world's greatest detective. The killer left this with the Batman. Why is he writing to you? The origin is DC, Detective Comics. Just takes us back to the core of what Batman is and what Gordon is. Any of this mean anything to you? I wanted him to use that phrase that is in so many of the comics, I'm vengeance, because this is a personal mission. But there is a dark side to this idea of vengeance. Batman is very much about the psychological investigation of a character that is caught in his own moral maze. 
he outmatches these people because he's fighting a stranger as if they have personally harmed him. I think in a way he's imagining that these are the people who killed his parents, like every single one of them. It's not about black and white. It's not about good and evil. There's just so much in the gray. Gotham is a really, really scary place. And so all of that as a world is incredibly rich for a filmmaker. Watch it, fellas. You got the prince of the city. There is a very rich, very protected and revered history to this character of Batman and to this world of Gotham and these criminals. I think Matt has put all of himself into the script in this film. I think he's got a lot of him in there. I've got a lot of me in there, yet it's the Batman, it's the Riddler. The Batman story has endured for, for 80 years. He doesn't have superpowers. What he has is a super heroic drive to try to make the world better. This guy's crazy. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call, it's a warning.